0: No preamble, no nothing, Justin. I just have to get into it. God of War: Ragnarok is a very good video game that I finished <laughs> this oh. week. I, I know we usually, we, like, we usually puts around, you know, talk about our week or whatever the fuck, like some sort. Of, like, we're eating chili, like our favorite chili toppings and whatever.
1: Um, uh, but like, just cheese,
0: onions and cheese, and I got yeah. like a cracker, but like,
1: it, it's not necessary for me. Yeah, I don't need the cracker; gets too soggy.
0: But Although, if you do like a tortilla chip and you're scooping that out, you're like right. It's yeah, yeah, <laughs> you
1: can use that as like the alternate. Like that, you don't need a spoon. Then that kind of extends the exactly or cornbread. Exactly. Wait a second, cornbread.
0: Cornbread is cornbread. Actually that's not actually
1: the right answer. Cornbread yeah, and is. cheese it for is. me. That's what I need. But God <laughs> of War, you're right. It's really good.
0: <laughs> uh, it, uh, like elbow noodles, like underneath too, or like mac and cheese. Whatever. Yes, God of War. God of oh, oh, War. chili oh,
1: mac. Oh God. Now that's a different. Gosh. Oh man, <laughs> okay, that's the okay. best. That's the best thing Steak and Shake has done
0: uh a chili three-way is the um
1: cincinnati chili that's the same thing is that the mac and ch- mac like the pasta chili so chili three-way is
0: noodles chili and cheese and mm. then you can do that or you can do a chili five-way which is noodles chili cheese onions and crackers
1: oh okay i real good I'm thinking of it like three different like items like you get a, a bowl of chili chili on some noodles and then like a chili shake is what I thought three ways meant
0: no 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 no. it's it is like all combined mm. not the point although gosh I would kill for some chili <laughs> specifically some Cincinnati chili I'm a big fan but um okay God of War though Justin you finished it I finished it I don't mean to brag I did get the platinum for it Woo. but like holy shit my goodness what an ending! I was torn on if on how I felt about it, and the more time I sat with it, the more I was like, "Wow, I think that was actually very good." And then I got that little mid-credit scene. You know the one I'm talking about? I do not. Did you find? Did you get this like the full like the second credits? No. Okay, you should do that. Oh, you. Can, oh, we'll still talk about it today. Uh, no, we will talk about it, yeah. but it was like basically like like an epilogue, essentially a little bit of an epilogue that. The ending to it, I was, like, gasping for air. Like, I couldn't breathe. It felt like someone punched me in the chest. Like, Ooh. I couldn't breathe uh, based on how, like, poignant it was and how, fuck, it was good. It, it was good really stuff.
1: weird, though, that at the end of the game when Atreus just took a bunch of steroids so he had the same physique as Kratos so he could pick up the Blades of Chaos. Like, that was yeah. a really odd turn to me.
0: It was like, you ever watch Arrested Development when Michael Sarah yeah. puts the muscle suit on?
1: Yep, yep. It was like that. It's exactly like that. And I didn't understand that they actually had, like, a Norse muscle suit that you could just put on.
0: Yeah, it's in the mythology somewhere. Yeah, let's just check um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I say, I think when when they announced that they were doing the Amazon, like, TV show, that, um, did, did we say a... a Atreus should be played by Michael Sarah. <laughs> I mean, that would work out pretty well because <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible After <laughs> I I this game, not like now that he's older, like Atreus, like I, he's not that
1: <laughs> far off. I mean, to be honest, Jason Bateman and Michael Sarah—that's the kind of vibe you get sometimes <laughs> from Kratos yeah. and Atreus. You know, yeah, it not is. that far off. It, it truly
0: is. To be honest, you could probably do that for the whole cast, like make it into an Arrested Development thing. Get, oh yeah, um, Portia Day whatever her name is is Freya.
1: Yep, that would um, fit. That would fit. Um uh Brock would be um Will Arnett.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sindri would be um uh, uh, uh who's the young one? The young bl- the young son who's loses um, the hand.
1: Uh, oh, Bu- ba- Buster Blues. Buster or Buster? Yeah, he can be Buster so it'd be Buster Bo- and Will. Um who would who would Toby uh, Tobias be?
0: is it Tyr, <laughs> 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 or is it um is it freya's brother uh, uh, actually
1: that's a pretty good one like he he's a little bit goofy at times yeah and then i think yeah.
0: obvi- like the the uh uh michael bluth like the dad is is obviously um odin i think that's a pretty open oh absolutely case. it fits
1: it fits perfectly it all it all yeah. fits it all fits yeah. um who would be who would be um Heimdall. Do we run out of characters? Uh,
0: it's been a while since I've watched Arrested Development, but there's a lot of characters. Um, I'm refusing to go on IMDb for this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not worth it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's someone. I'm, sur- I'm sure someone who's listening to this. Is it is Liza more... Minnelli
1: in it? Could it be Liza Minnelli? <laughs> she like Liza has Minnelli? She, she has, like, the vertigo, so, like, that's her, like, one character trait.
0: Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and Throod would be maybe...
1: Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um,
0: I would watch this.
1: Yeah. Let's do God it. God
0: of Development. Ooh.
1: <laughs> or Arrested of War. God of Development. God of Development, yep. And there you have it. That's our God of War review. It's hitboxed.
0: <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox episode number 122. My name is Peter Hunt Spitek. Joining me, as always, is the wickedly talented Justin Makovich. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what that was? Justin Mirhakovic. Makovic. <laughs> um uh, I have I've, I've no idea why that was on the mind, by the way. uh uh, that oh, it's, being, it's of course uh, the,
1: you thinking about how much. Every time you look at me, you think of Wicked now, so you can't get that out of your oh, mind. Oh yeah,
0: okay, sure of my, Th- That's my mind. dislike
1: for it. But um, one thing that I have here that might make you a little bit happier is in this cup I have a oh. holiday, it's it, holiday eggnog in my eggnog glass, and oh, I, got I love the, this little penguin. I got the ready whip on top. It put some sprinkles yeah. on top. I did. Addi- I iced it up a little bit. Um, by putting in some cinnamon and nutmeg, and then shaking Ooh. it up in the shaker, got a nice frothy mix going. Um, and of course, the base eggnog used is my favorite eggnog. That was a well-timed mute, by the way. Thank um, you. I,
0: the listeners won't even know that I just needed. They won't know really that just happened. Hard.
1: It was. It was. It was. I was very impressed with that. Sorry my for how we to everyone.
0: excuse <laughs> <laughs> um, my headphones off. Go on.
1: But I have my favorite. Oh, my God. I had my best base uh, eggnog, the Oberweiss eggnog. Ooh, that's I, a
0: good one. It's I, real
1: good. It's It was $10 plus a $2 deposit, though. Like, to me, that for was the, like... For the, yeah. the jug. Yeah. 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 To me, that was almost a bridge too far, but by the time you get it to the checkout line, it's like, but it is good eggnog.
0: And you're standing there, and there's like a line, and you're like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I live yeah. right
0: I, next to uh, the Oberweiss creamery dairy.
1: Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Do you, do you, do you get... Oh, God. Uh, Do you go there a lot? (laughs) Uh, No, I've only been once. I went in college.
0: I took an ice cream class. Um, Sometimes I wonder about how high quality my degree is. Um, But I took an ice cream class. (laughs) Um, And we went there. We took a tour of the creamery, of the dairy. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And Jim Oberweiss himself actually came out at the very end. Um, And, hey, if you're listening to this, I hope you know Jim Oberweis, you're a piece of shit, uh, and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that uh, based on the way you have run you, 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 uh, your unsuccessful attempts at becoming a, a senator or House representative or whatever the fuck. Uh, but that man knows how to
1: milk a cow. You know what I mean? Dude, like, well,
0: okay, real quick, like he wasn't even like afraid of being a piece of shit in front of us. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. We were, we were sitting there. We were just, like, asking. Like, he came out, and he did a little presentation and, like, talked with us for just, like, a second. Not, like, a presentation. He just, like, came and talked to us a little bit. And um, someone asked him, like, hey, you know, like, this was in 2016. It's my freshman year of college. So, he someone was like, hey, like, how are you competing? Like, how are you changing your tactics, your strategies, whatever, to compete with... Um, uh like dairy uh, like dairy alternatives you know what I mean because as those were growing in number like this was like right when like people were getting really into like oat milk and almond milk and whatever Mm. and um he basically looked at like there were like 12 of us in this class and he was like well the soy milk is full of estrogen and it's making the men into women so that's what we're doing like everyone knows the science and the facts and we're like okay that was really not what <laughs> like that yep, answer was yep. not warranted at all man like we were talking about like marketing but like sure yeah
1: like what are you doing about it i guess his marketing is just to be like you know an idiot it's, and misinformed it's be, but like,
0: transphobia
1: yeah. Yeah, um, yeah
0: so no we don't go there very often although their eggnog <laughs> is very good uh, <laughs> i'm proud of you i actually i i i, I drained an eggnog uh, the other day and i was like i'm not gonna buy a new one it's too expensive I'm not going to miss it. But now that, like, you've got it, like,
1: I get I'm it. jealous. It's, it's not too hard to make on your own. I made it one year on my own. I used to make it when I was in yeah. high school. You so remember this? You, yeah, I remember you bringing it to class. Bringing it in a
0: water bottle? <laughs>
1: yeah. Like this big?
0: <laughs> you,
1: you got to get pe- your uh, 40 ounces of eggnog a day. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: I, you know, I like to start my day with, um, you know, 1,200 calories. <laughs> just pure sugar, fat, and egg yolk. Uh man. Anyway, hey... <sighs> We're going to be talking about video games uh, and the news in a minute here. Just to give you a quick preview before we get into all of that. The Game Awards uh, results are in, and it was an eventful night last Thursday. The FTC officially has decided to sanction a block um, on the Activision Microsoft deal, and Days Gone devs are still salty about it being an average game. What is it, five, six years later? We're going to touch on all of that and more before we do. Justin, I want to remind our wonderful listeners right now to hop on over to Twitter. Give us a follow at hitbox pod. Go ahead and join our discord server. Link to that is in the description of this episode. And you know what? You know what, if you're feeling it, and you got some cash burning a hole in your pocket, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash hitboxpod, like Jay Knoll, like Dave Parker, two of our, del- uh, R two, sorry, I should have worded that differently, R two deluxe Patreon producers, deluxe podcast producers, they get an additional 30 minute bonus episode every single week. This week, we're talking God of War Ragnarok spoilers, we're going to touch on the game a little Woo! bit at the end of the show again, but we're not going to like really get into it, but we're gonna have a delightful spoiler cast. Um, on that feed, which you can get access to for only three dollars a month. If not, no worries. Just give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to this podcast. Justin, you wanna to go to the Metacritic Roundup? Let's do it. Metacritic Roundup. just one game in the metacritic roundup for this week we've got crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion this is the remaster for what was this like a psp game yeah yep um this is it's like a side story from final fantasy 7 right yeah um yeah so crisis core on the pc has got an 84 and on the ps5 a 77 there's no score for the xbox series x um, although I think it is coming to that platform, when is this out? Uh, oh, tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, um, this will be available for you, Justin. What do you think?
1: Um, Crisis think, Core Remaster. I think uh, the the hope was when this was announced that this would like reinvent the wheel for the game and like yeah. kind of fix it up to the point where it would be like what we've seen with um, Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not. <laughs> you know, like it, it, that is not what it turned out to be. Um, just going through a couple of, of reviews here uh, from Metacritic um, to kind of get a, a good idea of like what's going on. Uh, Push Square gave it a uh, 70. It says Crisis Core: Final Fantasy VII Reunion is a top tier remaster of a flawed and often comically awkward spin-off. but for all of its angsty melodrama, the story of Zack Fair is an endearingly daft tale that only adds to the world of Final Fantasy VII. It's hard not to enjoy the blatant fan service and completely over-the-top cinematics while the overhauled combat system is infinitely better than it once was. A worthy second chance. Um, and I think that's like the perfect summation of what this is. This is an old game that they modernized slightly, but it's still that old game, warts and all. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Happy for people who are are a fan of this, because it seems like if you liked the original, like, it's just... Sort of that again with with updated UI and
1: graphics and all that, but yeah, and I think there's like again, there's nothing wrong with uh, having a game like this come back. I think it's often when people think about like them coming back with an with an old game, like oh man, it's just they're they're remaking games, just they can release the old thing and it'll be fine. But I honestly think there were enough bad things about that other game that you simply put the graphics to a better level where it's on you know modern consoles and you fix some of the combat things to modernize it slightly. You still have the same game that you had before, just a little bit newer and a little bit better. And um, I think the world of Final Fantasy is pro- of seven is probably one of the more interesting aspects of that game in general. So to get sure. a little bit more about who Zach is um, specifically with the kind of twists of Final Fantasy Seven remake, mm-hmm. and how it seems like his character is much more important in that game than it was in uh, the original. And by important, in I mean in the original or in the remake. I guess both. I, th- if I'm correct, g- correct me if, if I'm wrong, dear listener. I can't. It's insinuated that he is not dead in this game.
0: D- is he? De- does he die?
1: Yeah. In the in the. I, I know. In- by the way, yeah. nothing
0: about this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, so, like, basically, in seven, he dies, and the original he dies, and Cloud like takes his persona. Um, and in this one, the same thing happens, except it's insinuated at the end that Zack is still alive and coming back, which would do a lot of different interesting changes with um, Cloud and Aerith's relationship. Um, I think that would do a lot of interesting stuff for Cloud as a protagonist, who I think as the game goes on, the original Final Fantasy VII, Cloud is even more of a problematic, flawed character just because of like his odd back... His- his like brainwashing backdrop story like, is just about him kind of like, you know, I, there's a lot of weird things about his story that makes him not as likable of a character as he could be. And maybe sure. they are going to try to resolve that stuff in this new one, um, because I do I, I do think that they nailed the characterization so much better in this uh, remake. So I know this is not the remake we're talking about. We're talking about Final Fantasy seven crisis core reunion. But um, I would be interested to at least find out more about these characters because the world is so fun and interesting.
0: But it's one of those things though, right? Like it, this is a great remaster for people who uh, who played the remake and are looking for more of that story without having to fucking get out their PSP.
1: Yeah. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like I think this is like this is the kind of remaster you want, you know? Um especially sort of in between this and whenever um the uh part 2 of the remake comes out, whatever it's what's that called? Retro Rebirth.
1: Uh, re- e- Rebirth. Uh, sure, sure. Rebirth. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm also so happy that on Open Critic, this is scored an 80, meaning uh, your boy gets 10 more points. Which means once this, is a- once this is official, your boy is going to be in third place, and I think that's where I will sit for the rest of the year, unless for some reason High on Life gets like 40 points.
0: Um. Probably won't. I imagine <laughs> my life is going to get an 80. We'll talk about that in a minute. I've been playing it. <gasps> um, where am I in this ranking? Am I close to the top in our fantasy league? Probably.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're like number one or something.
0: So I've got 48. Damn, 48. That's like looking pretty good. How is everyone else doing? Oh, Alex has 133. He might be an outlier here. Um, mm, Dave's got... 168 yeah. he might be an outlier too you've got 113 yeah and and um dan has 115 Hmm. so yeah we're all kind of neck and neck i think
1: yeah can you say your number one more time
0: 48
1: okay is there any anything coming out yet um so i I i was
0: able to drop um goodbye volcano high okay thank god they they officially were like it's coming in 2023 so i picked up the little gator game
1: how many points of that how many points of that net yeah uh
0: well it's not out yet it's just one of those that might come out (laughs) 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 Um, but like i can't it's 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 a flawed system i can't drop metroid prime 4 uh i can't drop the ones that got (laughs) counterpicked yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, and then uh multiversus doesn't have it. I mean it's scored 79, but it's still open beta, so it like does not doesn't have those. I would points. say out of all
1: your all the complaints. That's a very valid one. That's out, it has a score, like I think they yeah, gotta yeah. just sit with that at a certain point.
0: Yeah, so it goes. So it goes. That's all I think of the Metacritic Roundup. Releases are gonna start slowing down here as we get towards the end of the year. I mean, I would say we're ne- we're nearly in mid December um if not already there so yeah, we're probably gonna have to do our little game of the year show soon Ooh. huh aren't we
1: i'm gonna before- invite jeff on our podcast and he can help MC it
0: oh good he can look dead into the camera and go like ha 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 <laughs> all right <laughs> um <laughs> before we we do talk about our favorite games of the year though we, we should probably talk about the games that we're playing right now uh justin a little birdie told me that you and I got the chance to play Neon White on the PS5.
1: Yeah, uh, a little birdie did. In fact, uh, a little birdie just sent me a code and said happy birthday and I was like, "Well, it's technically my half, birthday, half birthday in a few days." Yeah. And I I had no idea what game this is going to be. Like, I was like, "What could this possibly be? Like, what uh, what is it going to be?" And I downloaded it. it was Neon White and I was like, "Oh, Wait, that's not out already on the PS5? <laughs> it turns out it's not. <laughs> no, no. They just, they
0: just announced it recently that it'll be coming out. And uh, I think by the time you're listening to this, it, it, you are able to pick it up if you have not already on PC or Switch. Uh, Neon White, though, on the PS5, Justin, you had not played the game up until this point. Is that right? Nope. How much did you play, and what did you think?
1: Uh, I got to, like, the second world through the second world area, I guess, the grouping of worlds. So of you the-
0: did, like, the first
1: chapter... And then, and then the second And then you had like one. the
0: time to like hang out with everyone, yep.
1: and you did the yep. second one. And okay. then I did the second chapter. Yeah, um, but that means I still put in about two and a half to three hours in it. I was gonna um, say that's
0: that's a good chunk of
1: it. Um, and uh, I gotta say, thank God you gave me a PS5 code, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. My goal was going to be play this on the Switch near the end of the year. And Dude. let me tell you one thing, friends. Like I'm gonna give you one bit of advice. Do not play this game on the Nintendo Switch no matter what you do because this game is probably nearly unplayable on the Nintendo Switch and I think it would have caused me more frustration than joy. Um so you've played this already on the PC, right? I did Loved and you it. beat it and you loved it and you were talking yep. about it and you were saying it's just kind of like these time trials with this like visual novel. And I was like, OK, you have me on visual novel, the time trial things I'm not quite feeling. So I started playing and because you had played the levels like before me, um, you <laughs> all of your times were like significantly better than me. Like and I and the first level I was like, OK, I get it. Like I understand that yeah. you're going to be better than me on this first level. But then the second one, it was like maybe like 20 seconds faster. And I was like... (laughs) okay, like, am I doing something wrong here? And it just kept being one of those things where it was comically different with the times, and I was like, I'm missing something. So I went through the first set of levels, and I just kind of played them, like, to the end to get to the goal, shooting the demons, getting to the end, um, and then basically there was, like, this roadblock, and it's like, you have to um, get a certain, like, uh, n- what, what, neon score or something like that? neon Yeah, rank, something like that. Uh, in order to go forward, and I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'm replaying these levels, um, but then what I didn't realize is when you beat the level for the first time you start unlocking these other things to it these uh, ability to see where the hidden gift is that you can collect in each level that's kind of like a hide and seek like here's a here's a special gift that you have to find out how to get to but they also tell you like an optimal path to go they sh- yeah. there's a little thing that you do that kind of shows you like some of the shortcuts in the level. Um and then there's all these like basically like speed running shortcuts that you can do, like jumping off the side of the map and stuff like that, just to like really like make yourself go faster and get a better time. And then all of a sudden your times made sense. And then all of a sudden the gameplay loop hit me um, of it being like, Oh shit, I got to get the best time possible on all this stuff. And I got to get the top rank for all this stuff. And then I got to get gift for all this stuff. And I got to find the best way to do it for all this stuff. Yeah. So then it, then it starts hitting with me and then I get it. And the, if I were just to play this game on the, the finish a level on its first try, fine for the Nintendo switch, but some of the stuff they make you do to get these like platinum tier badges on it are pretty freaking rough. Um, and require yeah. like very specific timing and very specific aiming and very specific stuff that the switch would not give you. Um, but, uh, I gotta say, I, it, it's, it's a fun, fun little game. The story is really kind of weirdly intriguing and odd. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I said this when you were talking about it. It reminds me a lot of Paradise Killer, um, yeah, that i that I played earlier in terms of the vibe of everything. Um, I think ultimately, if I'm comparing the two of those games, and they're not the same by the way,, At all, they're not, right? uh, yeah. yeah, the if I'm compa- if the thing I liked about Paradise Killer was you had a direct impact on the story sure what you found impacted what happened at the end of the game and you could theoretically like do a trial at the beginning of the game get it wrong and then have a bad ending if you wanted to and that was kind of like up to you and I also liked how it was a lot more of like free exploring rather than individual maps but I think this uh specific game with it being small maps and being like really like bite-sized like you know 30 seconds maybe sometimes two minutes at the most um little like maps to go through um it really is focused a lot more on the traversal of those and is really kind of like, I don't know, it's just really, it's really well designed with how they go about making you want to replay these.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's Plus the thing. It, I think that it like dangles enough in front of you to be like, okay, you did it, th- you know, the regular way once. And then you look at the times and like, it's what happened with you is what happened with me. And I was like, how did, how are people doing this so fast? Like, what yeah. are they, what are they doing? And then you go back and you you see the little shortcut and you go, OK. And for me, like I, I, in revisiting, I, I just played through the first world and then was like, oh, yeah, this is th- that game. Right. Uh, and I've got some thoughts on the differences uh, a, a little bit. But um, it, it's not that I necessarily remembered exactly what to do in every single level of of the first world. But it was one of those things where I remember the strategies in general of like. Oh, there's no enemies over here, but I, you know, it's making me run through this. No way, not a chance, you know. Or there's oh, there's one enemy. No, I'll shoot him through the window as I'm jumping down. You know what I mean? Skipping this whole section here. Um, I will say, I had the number one spot for all of the levels in the whole world, out of four people. So. <laughs> 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 So, um, yeah, I don't mean to brag, but, uh, they call me Speeder, Speeder, oh, S- Speeder. Yeah, that's Speeder, yeah, I, I thought that's what you yeah. were going for, I was like, that's perfect,
1: you got it in one. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, is this
0: something you're gonna stick with, or is this something to, nice to try, but not really your thing?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, um, I, I, I will finish it, I get the... My personal problem is I wish this was a game I could play on the switch because I'm just much more of a, like not sitting at my TV kind of person to play stuff. Um, I'm fortunate that right now, because I got a war, I do have my PlayStation uh, on my main TV and not on my uh, desk computer here. So yeah. it's easy to pick up and play. That's the thing about it. It's pretty easy to just, okay, today I'm ready to do some speed runs today. I'm ready to progress the story today. I'm ready to talk to my friends and give them weird, creepy gifts. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, overall, though, like my question about the story: How does the story uh, progress?
0: Um, I like people have their issues with the story, and like I get it. Um, it is is cringy, and the characters are like cringy. But like, I, I know this doesn't necessarily help, but. Does that not feel like that's the point?
1: Oh, <laughs> like, absolutely. Like the they're, game they're like knows hor- that they're... Hor- horrific, just like, stereotypes, you know, like, yeah. like of, of like, yeah, tropes of characters. Yeah, um, but
0: as it goes, you sort of understand, like, more about who they are and how they're connected to you and what your life was like before. Um, and, and there's some good drama in it. And, and I think that it is a pretty story-light game. And I do... Uh, but where I think it goes with it, I think is warranted and earned and stuff like that. Um, especially towards the end, as you get, as the levels get crazier and, and the story sort of follows suit.
1: Yeah, if that makes I sense. just look at it. It's a it's a nice little just br- breath in between the levels. Like yeah. that, it just changes up the gameplay just enough that it it makes it's a good breather between stuff and i think that just makes it infinitely more playable and you don't get burnt out on the time trials because that's not something i personally would want to do for like an hour straight of just time trials and improving my times but having that breath to be like all right i'm going to talk to this uh cutesy serial killer girl um for a little bit or this like overly happy uh you know beer drinking guy for a little bit dude bro yeah
0: well because like that's the thing too like you know that at the end of a at the end of a chapter like you're gonna get you know, like kick back out into the like hub where you're going to be able to talk to everyone. And then like in the middle of the chapter, you're going to get another little bit of story. So it's just that nice, like breather of like, Hey, take a break. You know, think, think about this for a minute. And then we're going to get back to just going fucking nuts on these levels. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a pretty good PS five port too. Uh, it's, um, uses the controller really well i thought each of the guns feels unique in terms of like how it feels like pull the trigger back uh it uses the 3d audio the audio coming out of the dual sense to like that's where the sound effect for the gun comes out of and i really like that um and then uh it, it has a little bit of aim assist that isn't on the pc so like when you mm. target at an enemy there's like a big like lock on circle around them um, and that's not on the PC version because it's just requires a little bit more accuracy. I assume that's probably on the Switch one too. Um, but I think the problem with it is that it, it, it you can move so quickly and and precisely with a mouse, and you can't really do that with a thumbstick. You know what I mean? Like you can turn your head 180 degrees, shoot something, and then turn back within a second or two on a key, mouse and keyboard. But on a controller, like. You know, your sensitivity is going to be like crazy if you do it like that. So um, I would be curious to see how it goes as the levels get harder and more difficult and stuff. But um,
1: yeah, I, I did also I like, like the controls because they did a really good job of not making you take your um, fingers off the the jump button. And stuff. Like, yeah. It just it just works pretty well.
0: It's one of those things where like all of the control, like um, all of the action buttons are mapped to left trigger, right trigger, left bumper, right bumper so that you do not ever have to take your thumbs off of the sticks, so that like you can always be moving and always be looking where you need to be looking. Uh, which is I don't know. I thought that's cool, but yeah. Neon white. It's on PlayStation Five and PS4. Uh, I, th- I think it's, we're just waiting for it on Xbox now. Um, but damn, is it a good game that I really, 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 really like. So, Justin, I've been playing a lot of games this week. Last week I said I wasn't gonna pick up Midnight Suns. But then I got asked to cover it for Game skinning, writing a review and doing some guides for it. Um, it's pretty good, man. It is one of those games that, like, we talked about this last week a little bit, and, uh, like, I don't know if this is a game you need to be playing right now, but um, it is something that I think Marvel fans are going to get a lot out of, and um, also, like, Tactics fans. Um, it is a pretty meaty game, Um and there's a lot of great tactics stuff in it and there's a lot of um, really good marvel stuff as well but it's, it's 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 a fun one
1: so talk talk to me through about like just your um like moment to moment engagement with it like what are you doing moment to moment how is the gameplay
0: so there are like three sections of it there is the card based tactics stuff where basically each character has a deck of like 10 different cards and each card does something different there are card there are like three types of cards there are like buff cards attack cards and then like hero cards and so you use attack and buff cards to raise your hero level and once your hero level is up to a certain point you can use hero cards they're like more powerful or better They will provide better you know buffs and whatever um and you know it, the the it's a turn-based, card-based thing. So you go and you pick three heroes uh, to accompany you on a mission, and then you use those characters and their decks that you personally have customized to um, to uh, complete objectives and, and stuff like that. It sounds a lot more overwhelming than it actually is, uh, because every like you don't need to micromanage everyone's deck because they all have a starting deck of 10 cards, and then you pretty slowly acquire new cards. And so like, you will go, oh shit, I have one new card to give to Blade. Let's take a look at Blade's deck, let's see what works, what we've got too much of, where does this new card fit in, what can we take out? And then also, once you've got, um, once you take a card out, you can upgrade, if you've got like multiple cards, one in the, your hand and one like in the, like not being used, um, you can merge them together to make the one that's in your hand better. So instead of like healing for 20, it'll hear for 30. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Um, so it really incentivizes you to to try new things. Uh, I'm not much of a card game person, but I um, have enjoyed that aspect of of the game kind of immensely, because like I said, it's not too overwhelming. I get really overwhelmed when a game is like, here's 100 cards to choose from. And this game kind of does that because, you know, there's like. Ten heroes that you have unlocked right at the beginning of the game, but because they all have decks pre-made, and you are not getting ten new cards every single day, you're getting one or two. It's one of those things where you go like, "Oh, okay, this is manageable."
1: Um, Um, So wait, how many cards are in a deck? I think ten. So if if I guess a better way for me to conceptualize this, it's they're like ability slots, right? It's all ability slots. So it's so even though it's like a deck game, the cards are just ways to like visualize the abilities that you have.
0: And it tells you what it is and then you use it and then it's gone.
1: Got it. And then uh, and so, yeah. you you only do the cards like get reused in each encounter or do you only have 10 times to use them per uh, you map. use the
0: card and then it gets back in, into the shuffle.
1: Like, OK, OK, got it. Got it. Yeah,
0: it, it is. Like I said, I get really overwhelmed by card games. It is super mega, like very easy to per, like parse and understand. And I do not feel overwhelmed with it at all. Um, that also might be because the game's tutorial is like four hours. (laughs) Um,
1: yeah, (laughs)
0: it, it takes a, like, okay, so that's one of the things you're doing. You're doing this tactics card game thing. And that stuff is like fucking great. It is so good. The tactics stuff, which is what you should expect from the studio. These are the people who brought you XCOM, like and XCOM, like all of the, the great, the, some of the best tactics games of the past 10 years or so. It's what you'd expect. Then the other two thirds is devoted to hanging out with the superheroes and like giving them gifts and like learning more about their lives. And then also like exploring this, like (laughs) the place where you live and the grounds. Um, And that part is okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, But not bad. It's interesting.
0: There's a, right, it's fine. It is extremely written. There is so much fucking writing in this game. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like, wow. And it 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 reads to me a little bit like the people who made the game were trying to f- like did a lot of research on all of these characters because, hey, there's a lot to learn about Marvel characters, right? Like there's so much, but it feels like they did a lot of research on these characters and were like, well, we have to make sure that every single thing we learned goes in. You know, so like yeah. you will walk past Spider-Man and he'll be just sitting there like, man, this is like the time I fought Rhino in this thing for this time. It was crazy because then Venom showed up and he just like keeps going on and on. And you're like, I was just walking past you. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, did not need to go into this whole thing. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, Leave me alone, stalker.
0: And, and, and so like hanging out with them is OK. It's it serves a purpose of like the more your friendship level, the better the abilities they'll have. And then the overall friendship level of like the whole uh, like the whole cast is going to make your abilities way better um and then as you like do missions and stuff you can upgrade pieces of like the it's called the abbey um the the like big building where you guys all live um and, and stuff like that but uh that stuff is fine it's not terrible there are parts where like i got very invested in magic you know from the x men her surprise birthday party and the the personal politics that went into all of that, because Justin, everyone who knows Magic knows that she hates surprises. So, like, I got very invested in that, right? So, I guess it was working on me because I was like, because when it came time to like to like have the birthday party, it's like, fuck, no one told her that it's actually happening. Uh, is she gonna be mad, you know? Like, um, but it's not awesome. <laughs> like, so, it's, you know, like, it's one of those things where the card game is really fucking good and uh, the stuff you're doing outside of the card game is all in service and in favor of the card game but at the end of the day it's not as good as the card game and the card game which seems like it should be the you know the majority of the actual game is like a third to a quarter
1: of what you're actually doing can can you date anyone
0: i don't know unclear mm, me and captain okay. marvel seem to be like hitting it off but i don't know if they're i don't know if marvel is willing to let its characters like Enter relationships. With you don't want to
1: see like Captain Marvel and Wolverine like date. I know. I, I mean, do. Yeah, you we do. But like, they don't want that.
0: Although, they, like, although, you, so you customize their outfits. And oh, by the way, fucking dripless. These people, like whoever designed the clothes in this game, like, <laughs> it, was it their first day on the job? Oh my gosh, the outfits that they have for these characters are fucking awful just terrible but so as i I love to customize what characters wear i love doing that and so like i'm going in and looking at all the the options and i was like wait what's this what's this little category for is this the swimsuit category that every character has (laughs) so like you can hang out with them at the pool and like they all just get in swimsuits and like just chill and lounge by the pool
1: (laughs) okay like they better be dating if they have a swimsuit option
0: i mean like that's the thing like and you can customize them and everything like that it's one of those things where i was like when i was like who wants this me a sicko <laughs> like, uh, like i want to make sure that i put blade in pink and white swim trunks and he looks incredible in them
1: i mean nothing like uh iron man in a mankini
0: it's true it's true and we're, so, we're talking
1: about with the armor
0: yeah oh yeah uh, it's iron the only man way. <laughs> bikini yeah sure um so there you go it is it is enjoyable it's one of those things where in a year it'll be 30 bucks and you'll be like yeah I never to pick this up and you'll try it out and go like yeah this is pretty good um, oh, um one more yeah. quick
1: question the um story itself mm-hmm. there's a lot of dialogue what is the major plot is that doing anything for you
0: not really. It's all this like new shit. So basically like you play as a character <laughs> called the Hunt. No, it's like yeah. you play as this character called the Hunter and he's, a, he's an OC. This is all fan fiction, by the way. This is all just like 100% fan fiction where you play as this guy, this superhero who's been dead for 300 years but has been resurrected. Uh, because his mother Lilith is this like demon lady and so she's infecting like a bunch of hydra people and then who are then inf- infecting a bunch of superheroes venom gets infected uh, bruce banner gets infected like it's a whole like uh, wanda maximov gets infected like it, she's turning all these superhero evil superheroes evil and you're trying to stop them and it's uh not very good like it's just the writing is like not great <laughs> um i like i like the little like day-to-day stuff. Okay. But like in general, it's like very like it's
1: it's, it. There's so much of it. It was just kind of like, let's get as much out there as possible. It's it's not like edit this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's one of those things where like, as long as you can put me in cool encounters with these characters, um you know and the gameplay is varied enough in terms of like the tactics stuff so that the tactics doesn't start to like really blend together like i'm in for it so i will say this i skip a fuck ton of dialogue in this game (laughs) no, because there's just so much of it and so much of it is just fluff and people talking about the villains they fought and i don't care like i'll listen you know i catch the big stuff the major story beats and whatever but and you're um, playing this
1: on the ps5 ps5 okay cool, cool cool.
0: pretty good pretty good game um, very quippy, but like if you like Marvel stuff, like I think that this is a pretty easy recommend. Um, it is like you know, we talked about Gotham Knights, whatever, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Like, I think that that was a game I would recommend to diehard Batman fans, you know what I mean, who are looking for more Batman video games. This I would recommend to pretty much any Marvel fan, regardless of like how diehard you are about it.
1: Damn, oh, I like that. I like that. But like,
0: like, I think you, not, I mean, you know, we're both deep in but like i think you would get a a, a, something out of this game if that makes sense
1: is it on the switch
0: uh it might be coming to the switch it would be a good game for the switch
1: i mean that i mean i agree that like that sounds like um the perfect um and it's not there yet but ps5 xbox series x and pc right now but like i'd i'd mess with that yeah it's good stuff just so you play that forespoken demo. Oh, I forespoken about it, man. How is it? Any good? Okay, so. Oh, okay, the way Ooh. for me to describe this, uh, when when I first booted it up, they they have this like montage cutscene um, about what's happening with it. Yeah. Okay. And then you're just, and it's really not clear what the story is. It's just like, oh, you're thrown into this world. You want to get home then you're in the world. Sure. sure. And I I think they they thro- it's basically a gameplay uh demo. Um yeah. in terms of the fact that you don't hear the story and from that montage they showed you it looks like there's a lot of story, but you don't get that story in what you're playing. It's very okay. straightforward. Um but um the combat is interesting. So where they throw you into it, you basically uh have <laughs> parkour traversal options that you get Um, That when you hold down the circle button, you do like you get like a speed boost that you run really fast. And then you kind of like automatically do these like parkour jumps over obstacles. Um, You later get an upgrade to your parkour ability that you can kind of climb up walls for a limited time by like doing like like little like wall jumps to get to the top. You can only go so far before you fall down, whatever. Um, So my assumption is that throughout the game, you are going to be getting these varied parkour exploration abilities that you can like really run around the map really quick, like gliding, flying, all this kind of stuff, like mega jumps, super jumps, all that stuff. Um, and I think that would drastically help it because right now the world its an open world ish game. It looks like it's based. It's like open world, um, zones more or less that are connected by each other. And the whole demo is one of the zones that you get. Okay. And there are like random objectives throughout it. Like explore this ancient artifact, or find uh, defeat this enemy in this old town or climb up this uh, hard to reach building to get an upgrade. And they're so spread out on this massive map. And it's really at this point not the most fun to traverse to all those different points. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of a good a good game to compare it to. Uh, would be infamous if you've ever played infamous uh specifically yeah. uh uh was that last uh the one on the um uh ps4 that came out it was like a launch title for it yeah i know what you're talking about that i did not play last that one. light i think it's last light infamous last light whatever it was second second son second son second son yeah um, Some of the traversal stuff could be like that, except you're in more of like a fantasy world with like uh, fantasy S creatures and goblins and stags that are attacking you. I literally for about five minutes just was fighting a horde of alligators. I don't know if I got to a point uh, where they were just spawning in randomly, but I probably ended up killing like 45 alligators in one little area.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Was it fun? Um, like is the combat fun? So the traversal itself could be fun. And I, it's like one of those like gameplay like slices that in the slice, what I could do if that was it would get boring. The sure. combat itself, I think, is going to be potentially the same way in which you keep unlocking new and different abilities. So basically you start off using your character's powers. I think her name's Freya, Freya Powers or something like that. And okay. her, her powers are basically like purple magic, which is like projectiles and Earth based stuff. And like her base attack is to like shoot things out of her hand, like little like almost like Iron Man pellets at people. And then you have options to change the uh, type of alternate attack that you use. So while you have the base shoot things out of your hand, the alternative thing would be like a burst fire option or one that you hold down to charge up a big um, elemental blast that then you shoot at people. Um, and that's like your primary attack ability. Then you have your defensive attack ability, which are like more special moves that might do things like, uh, there's like a vine whip that you hit and every character that you hit every bad guy that you hit it does some damage and you get a portion of that health back. Or there's like a defensive ability that like creates an elemental shield in front of you that blocks incoming attacks. So you basically have two attack options. You have an offensive and defensive, and then two variations of each of those that you can use. Um, and you can change your different spells for your uh, two offensive and defensive attacks kind of on the fly. But it's okay. not like a kind of game where you can like easily change them in the middle of combat to like create like huge combos and stuff. You kind of have to go into a combat encounter knowing what weapons you're, or, or abilities you want to use and then kind of use those in the counter encounter. But then they do this cool thing that you basically... I think there's another character in the game that by the time you get to this point, you must befriend or defeat in battle that you get their powers. So you first have your Freya powers, and then you have your, um, uh, I forget the name of the character, but it's basically fire powers. So you go from being a projectile elemental thing to a sword-wielding fire character, and it drastically changes up your attack options. Um And it's really easy to switch between your two attack forms in the middle of combat. So you'll be like fighting characters with your um, uh, elemental powers, your your earth powers, and it might say something like ineffective on it when you're hitting it. And then you quickly switch over to your fire sword and then use your fire sword on it and it's super effective. And it's just really easy to kind of go back and forth with that. Um, So there's like a lot of potential with the combat. And when I first started playing it, it was a bit overwhelming because they clearly drop you in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is one of those games that you go to a map, you find all the points on it, you get experience points, you upgrade your abilities, you get better powers, you get better things like that. That's the kind of game you're playing. In terms of its overall feel, I think it could be fun, but just coming off a game like God of War <laughs> that is a super polished version of this yeah. open, world, open world-esque open action adventure game, Um, it just does not have that overall coat of polish that makes it feel incredibly unique. I can compare it to a lot of games, but I don't think I can say what it does special on its own at this Mm -hmm. point. A lot of open-world traversal, trying to get to different uh, markers on the map, uh, doing combat. The combat itself, when you're actually fighting enemies, it's just fine. Nothing special about it. Um, The cool thing is that the interaction you have with your bracelet Your bracelet has, like, a soul in it that talks to you constantly. It's this old British man that talks to you. And there's some good interaction between your character and that bracelet character, Um, much like Kratos and Mimir. Again, nothing new about this game. Sure. The the dialogue itself was just sometimes, like, I feel like I like the bracelet better than the main character. (laughs) Okay. The main character just seems to not be very, like... Obviously, I don't think I would be happy if I was in her situation, but she's just not an endearing character that I've, like, drawn myself into liking yet. But again, there's no story stuff here other than a couple of moments of just, you know, the bracelet talking to you. Um, I think there is potential in this game, but then I ultimately don't necessarily think it's going to be anything better than something that's already out there. Would it be something yeah. I would recommend people based on my two hours of playing it to go out and buy day one? I think it comes out January and of January. If you got nothing else to play, maybe, sure. um, but it is just okay. And the combat is okay. The traversal is Okay. And it could be great, but nothing about it has stood out to me as being super awesome.
0: Uh, how's the dialogue? Like, is it quippy? Because you remember that, like, those trailers, those early trailers, it was like, oh, no. In, in terms of, like, how it was written?
1: That's what the main character sounds like. All the time? Yeah. This is, like, very, like, like angry and very, like, blunt and just swears without, like, being any reason for it. Um, it is, I mean, she's literally, it's like the, the way the character is, is that... You're sitting there. I mean, you came from modern times and you're thrown into this kind of fantasy world trying to find it out. And like no matter what costume you wear, because there's different like, you know, robes and stuff that you can put on. She's still like wearing her like Nike knockoffs <laughs> like throughout sure, the whole time sure. as like her her, her thing. Um, and she is definitely one of those people who is like the reluctant protagonist who is just yeah. kind of like, yeah, I don't want to be here, but I have to be here. But I have to do this so I can get home. The whole sure, time. Sure. And I'm sure she'll change, but none of the dialogue is necessarily super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um it but to be honest, the story was not the main point of okay. the demo. So sure. sure. There weren't like cutscenes, it was just like a lot of tutorials, and then you running around the open world with your bracelet occasionally giving you some like, Oh, we should go here. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Fine. Okay,
0: that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I'll, I might check it out if I've got time. I'm still trying yeah, to get through I, Calista Protocol. But, like, how long How long was the demo for?
1: So I beat the demo in about an hour because it was basically okay. five objectives and then a bonus objective, which is beat this giant alligator. Um, And then once you beat the alligator, it's like, thanks for playing. But then it, like, saves the game. And then you can continue just exploring the open world. And there's, like, some interesting stuff to do in the open world that you can, like, get around. And I think there's, like, a couple of, like, Context clues in the map that it's like, oh, I can't do something with this yet, but I'm sure there's going to be an upgrade that I can later come back here and do that. Sure. Um, and I would assume that eventually if you get the ability to jump super high, if you get the ability to fly and glide, getting around the world could be fun. There's all these like floating rocks kind of in the sky that you can't really reach. And eventually I'm sure you would be able to like jump on top of the floating rocks to like get around the map quicker and stuff like that. They have pretty yeah. easy fast travel towers that you can go everywhere. Um, but like, yeah, I think you could probably get all you need out of this this demo in about two hours.
0: Okay, cool, cool. I might try it. Who knows? I'm not sold on the game, so maybe the demo is what
1: I would need. Yeah, to, I, I think sort the of, demo would be the kind feel. of thing to know what the game is going to be or not. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: It makes sense. Justin, the last game I've been playing, uh, I've played about two and a half hours of High on Life. Uh, that comes out on Tuesday. So by the time you're listening to this, you will be able to play it. It's on uh, Xbox and PC. It's launching on Game Pass. It's launching on Game Pass. This is the game um, written by Justin Royland of Rick and Morty and. I'm sure other things fame. Um, but he's he's doing that that Rick or Morty voice. Who's the kid? Which one's the kid? Is that Morty or Rick? Morty. I think, I think Rick. The kid who's on, he's like, oh my gosh. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that, that, <laughs> yeah, he's like character voice. <laughs> yes, he's doing that from the get-go. Um it is a it is a shooter and um I actually, I was thinking that this game might be one of those, like, very grating, like... Uh, uh, <laughs> I find Rick and Morty to be grating, personally. Like, I just don't really vibe with it. Uh, I uh, like this okay.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, that, yeah. Rick is think? the old guy, by the way, and Morty is the Okay, kid.
0: so Morty. So he's doing that voice, In he's one of the... He's the first gun that you get. Um, I think it's very hit or miss, like... Midnight Suns there's a fucking lot of writing in this and I think writing is maybe being a little too generous I assume that they just put people in a voice box and just said talk like for example the enemies don't shut the fuck up ever and and that would be fine if they were like it's not a problem necessarily it's just that they're just like spitballing like joke adjacent ideas all the time I was fighting one, and one randomly just said, "My favorite TV show is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." It's not really a joke, but thanks for coming. Like, (laughs) glad that made it into the game. Um, It like again, not a joke, not relevant to the shootout that we're having here, but um, like, like it's kind of indicative of like a lot of the lines that are in there, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's like hit or miss for me. It's one of those things. I I think too, like with. Um, like Rick and Morty, a lot of it just like the improv that they eventually will like write around. You know, they do yes. a lot of improv and stuff and make the game around. Now, I I don't know that I don't. I think that can work in a cartoon in a game that's based on a lot more stuff. It's a little different medium to like kind of deal with that. I think.
0: Yes. So you're able to um the there are options in terms of like how much you want ch- ch- how much chatter you want chat, to be happening <laughs> chat mode yeah <laughs> I have it on I like I have it on just because it's like. Sometimes it's okay, um, but it also I feel like this game reads a little bit like they found out what the word fuck is. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's just constantly being used. And, you know, I don't necessarily mind that, per se, um, but it sometimes just, like, falls in place of of humor, and I, I don't think that always works. Um, but I, I think this is the sort of game where if you are a fan of Rick and Morty, you will love this. Like... I'm not a fan of Rick and Morty and I think it's okay. I don't mind it. The game, like what you're actually doing, it's a, it's a sh- first person shooter where you're running around and helping people out and like it's in, you know, crazy wacky space stuff. Um, so like it, the, the shooting is good. It feels good. Like it's it's fun in that sense. Uh, and I think the writing is inconsistent, but generally I don't find it terrible. I the, find there to be a lot of like just moments where you just stand there and go like... Uh, like okay, <laughs> like
1: sure, but I, I remember I watched a, a scene. Uh, I forget what show it was that kind of like got me into being like that's pretty funny, um, and like for all the wrong reasons. But like it was a scene where there was like a kid like giving you like shit or whatever and like you go your your guns like hey you should you don't shoot that kid okay <laughs> yes. and then you go to, you try to shoot the kid and then it's he's like, like what the fuck is yeah, wrong with you yeah you would yeah. shoot the kid yeah and then eventually if you keep doing it you can actually shoot the kid <laughs> so yeah, so you
0: uh, i guess to spoil this joke here yes yeah, so you get stopped by this kid this is like in the beginning of the game you get stopped by the kid and like you, if you Pull the trigger to shoot him. The gun is like, what are you doing? Like, stop! Like, no, we're not gonna. I'm putting my foot down. No, we're not gonna kill this kid. And then the kid won't move. And so he's like, fine, fine, we'll kill the kid. Boom! You shoot him, and he dies. And it's like, oh fuck! Um, like that sort of stuff. Like that stuff, I think works, you know. But when it's when it's just like random stuff, yeah. like just they're just like spit like spitballing everything. It just like that for me is is not when it works. Um, or, or like I said, when it's just like someone going like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Like, uh, y- y- like they've proven that they know swear words like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. but like, it's not funny per se. You know, I,
1: I think humor is one of those things that is so hard to pull off in a video subjective, game. Right. So yeah. it, it, not only is it subjective, but in a video game trying to like match moments with dialogue in a way that works. And like humor is all about specifically curating an audience through a joke, walking them through it, testing out their reactions and timing. And when you don't have that stuff and when you're doing a game that you can slightly be off. And I even think the same thing with horror. And I think there's more experience Mm -hmm. with horror games, but I remember uh, when my fiance, uh, I had her play through the PT demo and there's that one scene with the door. And if you like, you have to like peek into the crack and then you see the face and it like slams the door on you. Yeah. Creepy ass moment when I played it, but when she's playing it, it's like one of the first like 3D, like first person game she's playing. She's like looking down at the ground, the door (laughs) slams and I'm like, well, she missed that moment. She's not going to be scared by that. Um, And like same thing with humor, though, if you miss that moment and if you don't have that specific timing uh, behind it and you don't go the right way through a joke and it just kind of pops up randomly. That stuff can really like hurt at humor. And at a certain yeah. point it can just be chatty and obnoxious at a certain point, which I think is a fair critique of Rick and Morty.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things where like, is a character that is designed to be annoying when they are annoying? Is that like, to me, They're still annoying. it's like clap trap in, in, yeah. in borderlands. Like, I hate claptrap because he's annoying, but he's supposed to be annoying, but that yeah. doesn't, but knowing that he's supposed to be annoying doesn't make him not annoying. Like, you know, what I mean? it's like, yeah, it's one of yeah. those, just like you go in a circle about it. Yeah. Um. So like ultimately at the end of the day, I think people who like Rick and Morty are going to like this game. I, I don't like Rick and Morty, but I, you still like it. There have been, there have been, I have chuckled. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like a little <laughs> like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um, it's what, just that what, there is so much of it that like the hit ratio for me is very low. What's the simple premise on this story? Um, your parents are out of town for the weekend, and your sister and you are going to have a party. Before the party starts, some aliens show up on Earth, uh, and they're going to turn humanity—they're like their cartel, they're al- like an alien cartel—and they're going to turn humanity into drugs. And so you um, pick up this gun that is like, well, let's let's go stop them. Let's go kill all their the cartel officers. And then it's just you like get zapped to different. Um, worlds and different places to to kill the cartel officers. Okay, simple, simple enough premise. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's simple. Uh, the worlds are like big without feeling like huge in a way that I I really like. Where like exploring is like it would not take you that long to like find everything. Um, but if you're just going at the main stuff, like. Like, there are still stones to be unturned in each of the areas after you you go through them, but they're not like so big that they're so overwhelming. But, um, it's yeah, like I said, it's packed with a lot of writing and a lot of stuff, um, to the point where, like, I feel like sometimes when everyone's talking, like, I don't know, like, am I supposed to click on the next dialogue option? Like, people are still talking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, um, but I, I am enjoying it way more than I thought I would, which is, um, a nice surprise, I think, for me recently.
1: <laughs> And a nice um, surprise for my fantasy critic.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think the the critiques of this game are going to just be sort of what I've talked about. Like, people are going to either like this or not. And if you don't like this, you fucking can't stand it. Or if you really, if you like it, you're, the, I think, the type of person who generally is going to really like it. But so there you go. High on life. Justin, let's talk about the news. Let's go. <laughs> it was a big game week it's a big news week buckle in y'all uh the game awards biggest thing that happened this past week happened on thursday um it was a shorter show than than (laughs) three hours short, short apparently right like jeff said that last week we talked about it uh i guess it was shorter um justin You've got those. You've got the overall announcements, uh, not announcements, uh, awards and whatnot. Why don't you? Why not you hit me with the highlights?
1: So I think. Overall, like my first general note is that this felt the most like a game award, like an award show than I think any of the other ones ever had. And I think it was to me, it was down to the way they did the commercials, because it was literally like, we'll be back after this. They'd show three commercials and they come back into it. So in, in shows past, I had this like constant like thought in my head about like, is this a commercial or is this an announcement? Yeah. And they try to do like the world premiere, but what the hell does a world premiere mean? You know, it's like something slightly new and you tri- like, what does that even mean? Right. But Like for this one, it was super clear. They do a couple awards, They go into a commercial break with three commercials. Then they come back. Then they do a couple more commercials. Then it, it was like, it was, it felt like I was watching an award show. Yes. Um, even down to, like, the announcements, uh, like, when 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 they had some of the award winners be called up on stage, they gave their speech, and they played music to cart them off the uh, actual stage if they were speaking too long.
0: Talk about like, that in a
1: second. Yes. It felt like it was uh, an award show for all intents and purposes.
0: And yeah. I thought that the announcements that they had felt, like, big enough and, and like, significant enough to warrant the show. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like. like The past two years have just been, like, fucking nothing. I mean, like, listen, I love Alan Wake, too. Like, I'm excited for it, you know? But, like, that was the only thing that came out of last year, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, it was four hours long. This one, there was so much big stuff that by the time they're getting to Kojima in the middle of the show, I'm like, what the fuck else is there? Right, right. Like, wow, this is
1: big. And and it's even, like, if you were to, like, condense everything down into... Um, just like an hour and a half show of announcements, it would have been a banger press conference. Agreed. Like, Agreed. What, the, the the level of brand new announcements that weren't even leaked. I mean, maybe things were leaked. I wasn't necessarily checking every little thing uh, beforehand. But like, I'm sorry, fucking Hades 2, Pops. That was, that was huge. Dude, like... That's awesome. That's a huge announcement to get. That's a huge thing to have. And I know there's like a lot of rumors about like Kojima being there, but to literally have a Death Stranding 2 come out and be like yeah. teased like that, like that is another just huge moment. And you know, that that's not even to, to name um all the other uh, announcements that were made. Um
0: so just to just to, off the hip, I'm just going to hit you with some of the biggest announcements uh from the night. So we've got a release date for Final Fantasy 16 of June 22nd, 2023 uh armored core six fires of rubicon is coming from from software uh that sort of closed out the show we got hades 2 um which like when it was first announced i thought it was just some dlc and i was like sure I'd, i you know i'd i'm happy for people who love hades but like hades 2 like i'm gonna fucking play that game you know what i mean like like if, if it's this but better and more like i'm in um we've got judas which is the uh game coming from ken levine's studio what are they called um
1: um a ghost story games
0: yeah yeah so this is a game that sort of everyone sort of thought like i don't know if this is ever going to come out like with with a, a you know guess what looks like a, looks Levine like a bioshock game you know looks yeah, like but a it looks, bioshock it looks game really interesting and and, and very like yeah. distinct you know oh that's not um, a bad
1: thing that's not a bad thing
0: no not at all uh, then you got Death Stranding 2, but, which, by the way, just calling it DS2. I've always fucking loved, like, there was this thing in the 80s, you know? Like, the movies would be, like, T2 for Terminator 2.
1: Or, like, was, like, MD2
0: for Mighty Ducks 2. Like, I well, just love, I, I, I'm a big fan of, like, Acronym 2 for the name of something. So. And I'm
1: sure the reason Kojima did that was because of the things you mentioned. Like, he is yeah, such, he like, a fan Ducks. of that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, number one show, D2. He's like, yeah ds yeah yeah
0: yeah so just ds2 i uh, i've never played the first one i'm gonna now you know what i mean like this is like one of those great like well now here's my excuse to play the first one so that we i can be and all ready for was, the second wasn't one wasn't
1: that just w- terrible to see that though and spoil the whole game for you like you was don't even spoiled? need to plead de- death stranding one no that's it's a like, you can know everything that's happening and you don't know anything that's going on
0: but I also, I love the the um, sort of tagline they had for it about like um, maybe we shouldn't have connected or something like that. Because yeah. the whole game is about connecting everyone. And I don't know, like Kojima talked about the pandemic and, and how he rewrote a lot of it f- because of the pandemic. Okay, and, here's the
1: thing. Tone is important. Humor is hard when you have a translator doing it. I think that was a joke. You think so? Yeah, because the way he said it, like basically when he wrote Death Stranding then the pandemic happened. And I think what he was trying to say was that and, and and maybe this is me just hoping for it but i think like humorously he was saying like i promise not to predict the future again
0: <laughs> well he did say that and i assumed that i assumed that he was joking with that um but yeah i mean like damn like i i'm in for this i'm i'm all about it uh I, and then what else yeah, we got I, here uh, yeah, yeah I, I,
1: again death stranding you should play it like you'll like it I, it's hard I I hard to recommend because it is like an investment of time and it's a very intentional game but like i think you'll like it
0: yeah, uh, we got a trailer for Phantom Lib- uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, which is the paid DLC. Uh, and I, like it was going it started. and I was like, is that is that Keanu Reeves? And then we were like watching the footage and I was like, oh, no, this is for Cyberpunk. Sure. And then my man Idris Elba shows up and he's going to be in it, which I'm all about. Sure. Big fan of him. Yep. Uh, We got the I can't believe that I'm like still going and like being like stoked about this stuff, too, like that there are this many great announcements here. We got uh, the new trailer for um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which had a bunch of gameplay in it. It Should like battle droids and like the
1: commando droids and like it looks good as hell. And and we saw we saw a cool little lightsaber with exhaust ports on it, man. Yeah, we did. He's got the lightsaber.
0: Uh, I'm into it. I'm into it uh so that's coming out march 17th 2023 God. oh my gosh that's so much in 20, right in those first three months and that's soon that's like three months away whatever um yeah diablo 4 is coming in june 2023 i, I think we knew uh, i don't know if there were leaks or whatever but there were people talking about that beforehand um street fighter 6 is coming june 2nd 2023 they showed us more footage of that um, they had that trailer for Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League with uh, Kevin Conroy as Batman, which I was sitting next to my roommate, big Batman fan, and like when he said his Batman stuff, there it was just so unexpected about the way he was like, I am Batman, and and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it's sort of final performance for that game, which I think is is exciting. Um, damn, we got another, we got a clip from the Mario Bros. movie, um, Horizon for- Forbidden West DLC that I'm not gonna fucking play um <laughs> no, it's because you hate
1: la right you just don't like the the people in la
0: yeah i, I went over the summer or, or yeah. i guess october last year and then yeah, i wasn't a big fan we
1: got Earthblade,
0: which is from celeste team uh okay extremely okay games um so that it's like a uh 2d like exploration action sort of game uh fuck we got bayonetta origins servicesa and the lost demon which is apparently bayonetta as a kid not gonna play it but happy for those people um yeah, man, there you go. Like, I, <laughs> like there's even more stuff that we could sort of come and talk about. But like, what more do you want from that? You know?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it, it was it like it. There were so many things that were announced. I thought the pace of it, for the most part, I thought didn't really drag because whether they'd have an award that you want to see people uh like talk about or a game announcement that they go through, like I thought it was just a very well paced three hours. That to yeah. be honest, to me, justified it being three hours. Um, Now, as me being someone who is like a overworked professional, like like it's hard for me to find three hours to sit down and watch something. So like if I'm grumbling about a time about something because it's three hours, that's why not because this wasn't worth it. I felt in past years, my time was wasted. I felt like it was not worthy of uh, sitting down and watching it. But I legitimately think like there's so much stuff here that is worthy of uh, having an award show. And I thought this was great. I really did enjoy it. And I thought, um, you know what, Jeff, we said a lot about you. Thank you. You did a good job this year, Jeff. Yeah, you really did. You really good did. Good job. So, uh, Winners.
0: How did how did it, what were the the big highlights? You've got it all written down here, and then all also right. I want to know about our predictions.
1: So uh, we, we we're going to go through our predictions here a little bit. We're not going to go uh, kind of name for name about them, but there's a couple of categories that I thought um, are worth talking about um, it, it just in general. And I want to kind of start off with the big ones because I think these are the yeah. the, the ones that people want to hear about the most, and that would be anything that God of War and or Elden <laughs> Ring won. Yes. Um, so just kind of going down the list here. Um, the, uh, Elden Ring won four, uh, awards. It was the winner for best role-playing game. It was the winner for best, uh, game direction. It was the winner for best art direction. And it was the winner for game of the year. Um, and just kind of like looking back at what we said for prediction wise, um, we, uh, I was an idiot for game direction because, I forget that the game direction award is really about name recognition. Yeah. And who directed Elden Ring?
0: Hidetaka uh, Miyazaki.
1: Right? And like not saying that Itaka? he doesn't just des- not saying yeah. that he doesn't deserve the award or anything like that, but like you're like looking at the names of it and like when they had the like the nominees listed, I was just kind of like Oh, shit. Yeah. Elden Ring is going to win that. <laughs> like, sure, that's yeah. so stupid. Like, what was I thinking? Um, just because like he is someone who is such uh, an intentional creator. He is a name director. He's the kind of person that his fingerprint is all over Elden Ring. From his gameplay design, his philosophies, everything that he's brought with From Software um, from the beginning is part of what you get in Elden Ring. And I think Elden Ring is the culmination of all those. I've said all year, not my favorite game of all time, not my favorite game of the year, but I think this is the best Souls game. And I think this is the most well-put-together Souls game. And let's go back to what year was that, 2019? Sekiro. What, was the, Sekiro? Yeah. Yeah, right? So Sekiro was also the winner. So, like, uh, for this is, like... Name recognition is huge for this stuff, and his mm-hmm. name was there, and he won that. Um, best role-playing, um, we both personally thought that Xenoblade was going to be the best. Um, you voted for Xenoblade being the best RPG. Um, oh, Elden Ring won, didn't it? And Elden Ring won yeah. for that. And that's one of those things that when you're really thinking about an RPG, do I look at Elden Ring and think it fits in my brain as being a traditional RPG? I don't. To me, that doesn't. that's not what I think of when I think of an RPG.
0: Well, it's so tough, right, to say, like, Elden Ring and uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 are in the same genre. Right. Like, I guess technically, but, like, whoa, those are so different. And then also in the same genre as Starfield or Skyrim. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about?
1: How is that even, like, fair? Um, Right. And like uh, I'm not arguing that Eldering is not an RPG. It just shows yeah. you that sometimes these categories almost are like arbitrary with how they try to like group things together. I mean action, action adventure. I still in my uh, head am like sifu is a fighting on, like, game. Talk- yeah oh yeah. Mm-hmm, right, a good, like great great fighting game there. Yeah. Um and then art direction, um uh I we both picked God of War um, as our personal picks. I picked God of War as my predicted pick. You correctly predicted Elden Ring would win this. Why did you say Elden Ring would be the best uh, game for art direction?
0: Um, because while I think God of War does have beautiful art direction and is unique, like I don't think it's like I, I don't think you could mistake any other game for Elden Ring. Do you know, like, like I don't, like, I think you could look at even even the Souls games, right? Like, Dark Souls 3, let's say, which is, like, the one I think that looks most close in terms of, like, graphical fidelity to Elden Ring. Like, I think you could you could show me a screenshot from Elden Ring, and I would know what it is, based on the its art design, and its world design, and and all that sort of stuff, right? Like, we talked about, in our prediction episode, like, I could tell you about K-Lid based on just an image of it, right? Like, K-Lid looks so different from Limgrave, looks so different from all these other places, right? Um, and the whole time, it's like, You've got the the erd trees, I think they're called like in the background, like what it's just one of those things where it's like such a distinct looking game and there's nothing really else that looks like it. And God of War certainly does have that sort of it is a distinct looking game. But I would say that, like, if you told me that if I didn't know any better and you said, like, OK, well, God of War is a spinoff from Horizon Forbidden West, I would believe you.
1: Well, I think I think the biggest thing is that God of War stands on, on God of War 2018's shoulders. With it. Right,
0: exactly. In a in a I much mean, more, yeah.
1: a much more specific way. I would kind of disagree about the Elden Ring, a screenshot of it, because like I, there's something about the way the characters stand that I like know it's a Souls game. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, no, th- um, no, that's true. But, but I think like th- I, in that first world before you get to the plateau. You could theoretically make the argument that Elden Ring is deserving of best art direction based on the amount of variety of yeah, worlds you yeah. get in that first world. Then you get to the, plat- the plateau, then you get to the mountain, and there are like so many different types of environments that you that you e- encounter in that world and they're all so different and they're all so vast and if, it feels like no matter where you go there's like a huge place that there's something to explore in every crevice crevice and corner with it. Um, and even if it just turns out to be like, oh, I got like a soul shard thing, whatever, I was gonna say blood echo, but that's not right. But like there's just so much in terms of like the worlds in there. And I do mm-hmm. think you're right. Like the urden trees in the back, like those are like such like iconic things. It became that...
0: iconic like that, yep. you know?
1: And, and as you walk towards them, like they're like in the background and they do a good job of like making them like, Oh, that's where the, the, the capital is. And like, you see that in the distance, the whole game. Um, yeah. And I, I think that that stuff is really cool um with it. And yeah, I think God of War to me is, is, is a, a beautifully, Beautifully like illustrated, artistic, visual game. Um, it's hard to argue that Elden Ring is like not deserving of that. Yeah, um, agreed. Then we have God of War. God of War was the winner of five awards. Uh, it won best action adventure, innovation and accessibility, best audio design, best score and music, best narrative. Peter, yep. How did Xenoblade Three not win best score and music? <sighs>
0: I think the problem is I would, if I had to guess, more people got to the end of God of War than got to the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Would you say that's true? Yes. Not necessarily, like, like, just because, or, or more people played it at the very least, because God of War is a very, like, you can recommend it to anyone. It's very easy to... to it, it, I think it goes for mass appeal, right? Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is for like you and me, right? Like... <laughs> Like like we're into it, right? Um, and I think the music in Xenoblade Chronicles Three is fantastic, but I think that um, to really understand how fantastic it is, you should you got to play a, a lot of it. And God of War has fantastic musical moments that I think more people saw. You think about, uh, I mean, without spoiling anything, but like Kratos leading people into battle, he turns and you get that like bum 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 like moment just this it, it, it's create is the guy who makes music for this. His name is slipping. My mind also makes the music for like Amazon, like the ring of, rings of power show. Like I think it is, it is a very excellent epic soundtrack, but I think that for me personally, I resonate more with Xenoblade's music, but I, I would say that's why, in my opinion.
1: Um, and I think the, 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 uh, composer when he came up there was basically like you know basically i have these three notes that signified perfectly what kratos was bomb bomb like that was yeah. that's Kratos music and like i that we could have been good with that but we did more obviously yeah. um like i think that's like the perfect thing is that 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 whenever they hit the ball ball like that 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 will like like that like tone you're like oh fuck man it's, going down. <laughs> like, it's gonna go down like, oh, right? okay all right he's gonna do something badass man um like i think like like that makes sense to me. I just mm-hmm. like to me music score and music. To me, not only is the music, there are the musical choices so much more impactful in Xenoblade. I think the score itself is a is a sweeping score with music in it. It like fits this category so well. And I think Agreed. out of all of these, it was the only one that made me like really like sad that it didn't win because not that God of War doesn't have good score of music no, of course I not, think but... Xenoblades was transcendent and like even like the fact that your whole job in that game it's it's tied in with the story and I always think like like whenever like Oscar uh, songs come out um the the winner of the best Oscar song is not which one has the best mu- like lyrics or the best like musicality to it it's which one ties into the movie the best yeah. um that's how hard out here for a pimp one my friend sure. And I mean, it, it,
0: like you're you're right though about like the 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 flutes being so integral to that.
1: Oh my I'm god! Like, yeah, and like that was their job is to send off people as they die, and then like the, yeah. the whole game is like leading to that moment. It was oh, and, and then and then of course you got the prison scene. Anyway, um, flute guy at the game awards though. What a, what a complete,
0: what an absolute incredible person to be there. Uh,
1: apparently he's like a leader, like like he is like a a, a world famous. Um, uh, com- musician i watched i watched a video
0: of him being like hi there everyone i'm whatever you i'm the fluke guy from the game awards like thank you so much for your for all the love and like yeah he's like a very accomplished like flautist like
1: i mean he was he was was like
0: fucking into it like he was so excited to be there and like that just makes me so happy yeah
1: yeah um but uh got a war-winning best narrative we 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 kind of were all right with that Uh, Yeah, agreed. Best audio design, I called God of War. You called Call of Duty. Um, And then innovation accessibility, we all picked Last of Us Part 1 for both predicted and personal picks. Um, And the God of War was the winner. And to be honest, I didn't necessarily jump into the God of War accessibility options. um, So it's, it's hard for me to speak on it. Maybe part of it is the fact that they they build off of all PlayStation stuff, and there's more to it. But sure. um I I still think God of War is you know an excellent game, and it's one of those um, things
0: where like with accessibility stuff, like I believe you,
1: yeah, right. Yeah. You, yeah, sorry, you sure. were saying yeah, yeah. I, I'm not the one to speak on this, right? <laughs> yeah, you were saying sorry. Oh, um, so a couple other awards here. The uh, best performance. Oh, technically, God of War one. I, I lied. God of War one six because I didn't write uh, God of War as the winner of the best performance. I wrote Judge. Sure. Um.
0: um so, let's talk
1: about it. Let's talk about, talk about it. it. The, the first major award <laughs> that was announced. <laughs> so
0: not only was it a
1: good show, but there were like two very
0: important things that happened. Not important, but just like weird ass things that happened. So... If you didn't watch um, the first uh, uh, award of the whole show is best performance. Fucking who else's name comes out? Uh, Al Pacino Pacino. comes out. Surprise announcer can't read the teleprompter. Comes out and he basically says, "I don't play a lot of video games, believe it or not." And we're all like, "It's okay, Al Pacino. We believe it. it. We believe it." it." And and like he can't read the teleprompter. It's like he's having a hard time. The man's what like eighty. Like Al Pacino. It's all good. (laughs) Christopher Judge wins. He comes up and gives a speech for nine consecutive
1: minutes speaking of drip man he was wearing like oh he,
0: looked great. Woo. But like he that, looks great like that like this
1: gold i already have my wedding tuxedo like fitted in me but i'm like listen gold fits into our color scheme sure perhaps sure. perhaps it you'll lend good. that to me
0: it looks real good and so he gets up there and he it, like he's just He's not rambling like like uh, to be honest, I kind of liked what he had to say. I thought it was interesting where he was thanking these people and he was telling these little stories about like the moments that he had with the games director whose name is escaping me right now. Matt Williams, I think maybe Um like like there was there was he had a lot to say. And I don't think he the, it was nine minutes of wasted time. Right. Like I thought he brought a, little, a nice insight to it, but it was clear That they wanted him to wrap up because they didn't show this in the stream, but uh, people who were there took pictures of the teleprompter that said, "Please wrap things up." Um, (laughs) I didn't see that. (laughs) And and they started playing music, which, to be honest, was a bad idea because the music made the speech better. Yeah, (laughs) just added like the undertone to it. And one more thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And then he gets off stage, and what does he tweet? Hey, sorry, I was cut off early. Here's one more thing I wanted to say. um nine minutes was a little i will say a little long in the tooth but like i don't know for me personally like i appreciate that these this show lifting up the voices of the people in the industry and the people who they are giving awards to like yes it is exciting to get the really good announcements and and whatnot you know like that were there this year but like i don't know i i thought it was interesting to hear what he had to say uh do, do you know what i'm saying
1: I get it. But also as someone who like has to like think about like running a show like this from a a logistical perspective, from a logistical perspective, like you got to like time this stuff out. And they probably assumed he would get two to three minutes and then he went for nine minutes. And I don't even know. Like to me, it seems weird that they started the music as late as they did. Um, like
0: like before you got to start that right yeah like, even sooner that, I mean because yeah. after
1: that they started running that uh, the timer much earlier to people and start playing the music much earlier Doug fucking Bowser got musicked off the stage
0: <laughs> although I will say like I think most of them sort of saw what happened yeah oh yeah and, yeah, yeah. Di- and did not see it as an invitation to do that you know what I mean especially and, Jeff, yeah yeah Jeff like three different times during the show was like like you know, very excited for the people to come up here and be brief. Yeah. Like, looking directly into the camera. like. Or, or no, he was
1: actually looking at Judge. He's was like, found him in the audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, to be fair, out of all these winners, um, like, this is not the Oscars when you have a bunch of trained actors on stage. You have, like, a bunch of developers and game directors who are not the yes. same as, like, actors. So, ironically, the one actor who gets on stage takes a shit ton of time and uses every moment of that. Yeah. Um, but uh you know I, I I like it, but from a logistical perspective, I get how that can be a problematic thing, specifically when the show was paced really well, and if everyone Agreed. spoke nine minutes, then oh, it
0: would have been too much, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yes, I, I don't know i I liked it, uh, but I always also like Mr. Judge like we I, you have to understand like <laughs> Jeff Keighley said that <laughs> that it was going to be a shorter show
1: <laughs> but um yeah, so, 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 that, so that happened, yeah, what's up? So that, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was the one thing that happened. What was the second thing that happened? Peter, before we talk about the second thing that happened, who
0: won out of you and me in terms of predicting the winners?
1: Okay. So first of all, um, we did, uh, the esports speed round, which ultimately didn't matter. Um, like just letting you know ahead of time, uh, ultimately didn't influence the results, but you chose, I don't know what your philosophy was. My philosophy was to choose based on the picture. Yeah, I chose randomly. I yeah, yeah. So I chose based on the picture, and my strategy was correct, and I won. Um, I both called that loud would be the best esports team, and yay would be the best esports athlete. Um, uh, other than that, so I, I won the esports category two to one, which nets me one total point. Okay. So the guessing game came in my favor, but in terms of the overall awards this year. Um, one of us had 15 correct guesses, the other one had 14. Oh,
0: really close, huh?
1: Yeah, it was it was a close year and I think a, I think a lot of this year was us just being pretty logical with most of the things yeah. uh, that that we chose. Um, I was looking at what we did the first year and I was be I don't know where I what I was doing. I was choosing the oddest things. I'm like, yeah, this is going to win. The Last of Us Part 2, I didn't have winning Game of the Year, Peter. What did you have? Hades. Hades. Yeah. Like, well, I'm an idiot.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, I think there's a re- there's a reality where that happened, but
1: not mine. Not my reality. Yeah, I guess not. Um so, but overall, the winner of this scoring 15 to 14, 16 with the esport round yep. is me. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And and I the the part of the reason is I I the the thing I was struggling with was if I should choose Elden Ring um, or God of War as the uh, game of the year, and I ended up predicting Elden Ring, even though my heart said God of War.
0: Well done. Yeah. Well done. It was a indeed. close one, though. It was a close one. But so Elden Ring wins game of the year, right? Yes. Miyazaki gets up there, gives a speech. His translators there are also, you know, translating what he says. And he says basically like, you know, uh, this has you know, inspired me to work even harder and make more great games. Show's over. Thank you so much, Miyazaki-san. Like, we saw your Armored Core trailer. That looks good, too. Uh, I don't... <laughs> like, great. for Great. And then this guy... So there's, like, four Japanese dudes up there. And then there's, like, this kid who's there. And he gets up to the mic after Miyazaki's done. And he says, like, he wants to dedicate the win to his reformed Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. And so, I assumed he didn't say that. We were sitting there like, what did he just say? It sounded like he said Bill Clinton. It definitely wasn't Bill Clinton that he said, but like, weird. And then we went on Twitter, and we we're like, oh, he did say Bill Clinton. Oh no, this was like a bad, This something happened here. So this kid, what's his name? Um, we got him... Right here, his name is Matan Even, um, and he is a 15-year-old prankster. He got a ticket to the Game Awards, and you can see in like if you watch the footage of the the Elden Ring Game of the Year win, um, you know, Miyazaki and the the three other people get up, and he sort of like stands up from like the middle-ish of the of the room and like runs up and comes and walks up on the stage with them, uh, and and just takes the mic at the very end. And after he's done, like people, there's like four security people who come and grab him. And and uh, Jeff tweeted out that he said the individual who interrupted our game of the year moment has been arrested. Although, um, according to the kid, Matan, Matan, uh, or even sorry, he uh, says that he was not arrested. Um, so a bunch of people have been like interviewing this kid, trying to figure out like what happened here. Uh, Some people thought that it he was saying some um like anti-semitic stuff unclear what that meant because bill clinton is not jewish um (laughs) he's not uh and then some other people thought he was making a statement about kanye west because he was wearing yeezys like the shoes um seems like it's not the case seems like this kid's just a 15 year old prankster um who got in way too deep and (laughs) took the stage at the game awards weird man Jeff Keighley was not happy, which I get. Like, hey, oh yeah, I can sh- imagine that being like, like that should something. not be allowed. Yeah. Like, yeah, yes,
1: yeah, um, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but there you go. Uh, there you. <laughs> I don't know what did, like what did you think? <laughs> it was just so weird that it was like the last thing that happened, and I just
1: yeah, it was wild. I think like to be honest, I think that's a scary thing. I think this is something that people uh, might. It might make it not as fun to go to the Game Awards in the future because I think security is going to have to be much more strict uh, with it. And it really does go to show you how scary things can be and how a lot of the times when you are living under the impression that people are just going to be good people, this was harmless. This could have been yeah. horrific.
0: 100%. Like, like, and it is one of those things where immediately afterwards, like, apparently this kid made an appearance on like InfoWars. Um, like... For a minute, there seemed like, oh, shit, did some weird, like, cryptic, anti-Semitic stuff go down at the Game Awards? Yeah. You know? Um, Luckily, like you said, it didn't. Um, But it is one of those things, like, I am a believer in the idea that if you walk like you have a purpose, and, like, you know where you're going, you are never going to be stopped. Like, like pretty much under no circumstances are you going to be stopped. And, I, I mean, this kid just did it, right? Like, he just got up there. No one stopped him because... It is one of those things where, like, if you don't know what's going on and like someone's there that you don't know, like you just assu- I would personally just assume, oh, he's supposed to be there because he's here. You know, um, yeah, I will be curious to see how this res- how this changes uh, the game awards, because like, obviously, like, you still want to have people come up, you know, but um, it might be the sort of thing where where studios have to, like, confirm who's going to be there and who's going to be getting up. And so, like, if the numbers don't totally match out, like. They'll stop people or, or whatnot, but or it might be the sort of thing, right? Where like um, if you win, you get one trailer in between you winning and you giving your speech. You got to go up and, and everyone gets verified. I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting, though. I don't know. Um, weird thing to end on. Speaking of being arrested, though if you're willing to move on from the game awards.
1: <laughs> what? Is, you know what? I don't care if I wasn't. That transition is <laughs> totally worth it. Go for it. Uh, Yuji Naka, creator of Sonic the
0: Hedgehog, Bell-On World, and fucking Arabian Nights or Dreams, whatever that was called, um, was arrested for insider trading earlier this month or last month uh, and has been arrested again over inside trading uh, for Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier. That's the mobile battle royale game that they did. Uh, Not much to this other than just he was arrested again um, for more insider trading. And it is one of those things where like uh, for the for about eight hundred thousand dollars worth of trading. um, And that's rounding down. So like the man uh, was clearly doing some sketchy shit. Uh, It's one of those things, though, right? Like I'm not necessarily super surprised. Uh, Some people I saw were treating this as if he had like gotten out of prison and then did this again no, it's like he was doing it a lot, I assume, yeah. because he had insider knowledge. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like they, yeah. just, they found out because they were then looking at all of his other stuff and be like, hold on, what the fuck? Like- yeah,
1: he's, he's done quite a few more things, huh? Okay, all yeah. right.
0: So there you go, Yuji Naka. I hope you're
1: doing okay. Oh, God. Sonic better better not just give up on his Sonic needs to help his dad right now. He needs to go in, bring some flowers. Break him out of, break
0: him out of prison like in the game of Sonic Adventure 2.
1: Yeah, but like in Sonic Adventure Two, did they belong in prison? Like, did the person he was breaking out like belong there? Um, so two
0: things. First of all, Sonic gets put in jail at the beginning of the game because they confuse him for Shadow the Hedgehog, and then also the very like before that happens, he breaks out of a military helicopter because he's been t- detained. So like. Mm. I think he he's proven that he can and will break out of prison well, no, at any at any
1: moment. But I'm saying he didn't wrongfully accused. I don't think Pop over here was wrongfully accused.
0: No, I think it's very clear that you should not. Yeah, I think this. I, I think like yeah. allegedly. Like I'm not I'm not a legal well, expert. Like I can't say
1: yeah. one way for certain.
0: But like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, that's tough. That's tough. But who knows? Um, Justin, let's real quick talk about the FTC. Now, this is the Federal Trade Commission uh, for the United States. there were some rumors from a political article in November that they were going to be, um, blocking the, uh, or attempting to block rather the acquisition of Activision Blizzard from Microsoft or by Microsoft. Uh, there were rumors that 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 was going to happen. Uh, which Microsoft responded by saying like, we will fight it. Like we will, (laughs) you know? Um, and that went through on Thursday before the game awards. Um, the FTC did announce that they are they filed a complaint trying to block the um, the acquisition. They said that if the deal goes through, it would quote enable Microsoft to suppress competitors to its Xbox gaming consoles and its rapidly growing subscription content and cloud gaming business. Um, and Microsoft has had something to say back by basically saying that um, it believes that is not the case that that everything they're doing is going to be furthering the games industry. They say we continue to believe that this deal will expand competition and create more opportunities for gamers and game developers. Um, I think this is who is this saying this Phil Spencer? No, Brad Smith, Microsoft president. Um, he goes on to say we've been committed since day one to addressing competition concerns, including offering earlier the offering earlier this week, proposed uh, concessions to the FTC. So, they're willing to fight it in court. Uh, and I think Bobby Kodak sent out like a, a company wide email to the people of Activision Blizzard saying, like, don't worry, like this is probably going to go through still. Um, uh, Bobby, by the way, uh, piece of piece shit. Piece a shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, yeah.
0: Um, sorry, I don't mean to bring him up and not say anything about him. But uh, yeah, certified
1: P- dildo. Oh, uh, <laughs> certified dildo. I mean, if it's certified, we're, we're thinking more like a dollar store dildo yeah one of them it's got some sequence on it that bins. like that don't stay Ugh. on too well
0: oh fuck gross okay we're moving on i don't even know if that made it in the show that was gross <laughs> like we're we're like hey we get that explicit tag but fuck it, <laughs> justin <laughs> um i don't know I, to me this isn't like yeah this is news and that it's happening but uh, to me there's not much else to say that we haven't already said would you agree about like yeah, I so I saw
1: I both sides of this. I think Microsoft has been pretty good about being upfront with like making sure that they talk about deals that they're they're gonna be keeping. Um Agreed. They've been talking about um Sony and a ten year contract. I, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I get that. But I think long-term, there's nothing that 10 years from now wouldn't just stop them from holding up those contracts and holding up this stuff. Now, now yeah. obviously, it's all about what they make money for. And I think from day one, we have both said Microsoft is going to do what's going to make them the most money. And what yeah. makes them the most money with Call of Duty? Keeping it on everything. Yes. Um. And, like... It's a business, and I think Microsoft's president's talking, not Xbox pre- like head, is talking about this stuff. Yeah, right? it's it's one of those Microsoft, things where like this got to the yeah, people up top, right? Right. At this point, Phil Spencer just sitting there being like, "I'm going to show a bunch of commercials during the Game Awards and just sit here and smirk the whole time," uh, because yeah. he's fine. Um, and it's really not about it's 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 again, it's bigger than Microsoft versus Sony, like. Mm-hmm. Like this is like industry, this is tech, this is like big companies making billions of dollars stuff. Um, and I think that um, ultimately it's probably going to be fine for like this acquisition. I think if I'm sitting here predicting it with without having a business degree, taking one marketing class in my entire life in college, um, I would say that this is going to pass and this is going to still, the acquisition will still go through. Um, but I don't think that ten years from now that guarantees this is going to be something that will forever be Microsoft being the bigger person in this because they are going to do whatever it means to make the most money.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, before this news that FTC would be that the FTC would be blocking it uh, broke two days earlier, uh, Phil Spencer tweeted out this uh, uh, confirming uh, Microsoft has entered a, into a ten-year-long commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo following the merger of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. Uh, Microsoft is committed to helping bring more games to more people. However, they choose to play. I'm pleased to confirm that Microsoft has committed to continue to offer Call of Duty on at steam simultaneously to Xbox, uh, after we have closed the merger and then, um, uh, Brad Smith quote tweeted that and said, our acquisition will bring Call of Duty to more gamers and more platforms than ever before. That's good for competition and good for consumers. Thank you, at Nintendo. Any day at Sony wants to sit down and talk, we'll be happy to hammer out a 10-year deal for PlayStation as well. So uh, kind of cheeky there for, <laughs> for them to say that, um, but they they, th- they toss it over to Sony, right, and said, like, ball's in your court. You want to do it? Let's do it. Um, But we got to figure out how how we want to have this happen if we want to uh, go through with this this acquisition. So uh, we'll see what what comes of it. What is that going to be like on the switch? I mean, dude, they used to launch them on the DS and on the Wii. I mean, yes, (laughs) I I think I think Ghost. I think Call of Duty Ghost was a launch title for the Wii U. Like I'm not going to going to be good. Don't get it wrong like that's not the way to play it but I uh, it's just it's um,
1: baffling to me that something like Call of Duty Mobile is not on the Switch. Yeah, agreed. It's even more baffling to me that fucking Genshin Impact is still not on the Switch. Why do you that's, do this to me?
0: It's got to be like a, a whole, like a non-compete thing, right? That like they were like you can do mobile, you know, iOS, Android, whatever, but y- you cannot do any other consoles other than PlayStation.
1: Right? It's not on Xbox?
0: No. They uh, passed on it. Remember that came out recently that they were like, "Yeah, we're we're okay without it." And then like, "Fuck, um, you win some, you lose some." <laughs> <laughs> you wanna you wanna cry yourself to sleep, Sony? Do it, but you have to understand that you are also have Genshin Impact, <laughs> the world's biggest game. That's not true, but it's not well, not true. It was the Game uh,
1: Award winner for for a fan favorite.
0: Yes, it was. After they got rid of all the bots, according to Jeff Keeley, uh, Justin. You remember Days Gone. It's about zombies and bikers. And you played it. I have not. Uh, but I've seen enough. Um, I can't fucking believe we're still talking about this game, man. The game director and writer for Days Gone, um, John Garvin. Someone someone was tweeting about, like, how did this game do so poorly? Like, it's so good. And he quote tweeted it by saying... Um, he's gone on private, by the way, on Twitter now. Because there were enough people um who were... <laughs> Dogging on him for this fucking stupid tweet. uh So he quote tweeted someone saying like, "Why didn't this do well?" And he said three reasons: one, it had tech issues like bugs, streaming, and frame rate. Um, is streaming like wh- what does that mean? First of all, weird. Uh, also, like bugs. Uh, it's one of those things where like I don't know. Like bugs were not the huge issue with that, right? Like the bugs were not what made it a middling game,
1: right? i think when it came out there were some funny bugs with it there were a couple like weird things with it but like it wasn't but it's the one of those things were lunch. like
0: horizon forbidden west uh elden ring like uh, like so many things have launched with like weird ass bugs whatever uh two it had reviewers who couldn't be bothered to actually play the game um just not true <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to tell you that sir uh, it's not not true and three it had woke reviewers who couldn't handle a gruff white biker looking at his dates ass cool man you seem like a really cool guy to talk to um that people just must love uh so yeah he is has sort of been on this hill of saying like um he along with other other people that were on the days good gone team the sony band uh has have come out and said like not our fault that people didn't like it they just didn't they just didn't play it and it's like I think they did, and I think that they just didn't like it very much. And I think that's fine.
1: Yeah, I think that's I. I think that is a a uh someone who is frustrated with a lot of things taking it out on on the wrong kind of people. Um, and anyone who says yes. the word woke as an insult, I have thoughts on you, and I don't like you. And <laughs>
0: it's just, it's one of those things where like oh you everyone yeah. knows you're a dipshit. Thank um, you. For but I do want to.
1: I like the game a lot. I think it was a good game. Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff about it. Um, And I want to kind of quote Sony Ben's response to this. Um, They said, We are aware of the comments made by our previous creative director on Days Gone regarding his personal view on the critical reception of our intellectual property. Ben Studios does not share his sentiment, nor does it reflect the views of our team. Our studio is immensely proud of the work we accomplished on Days Gone and are thankful to every developer developer who poured their heart and soul into it. We are incredibly humbled by the support of our Days Gone community and we will continue to share your enthusiasm for our world and characters as we look towards the future. Ben Studio. Um, and I'm sorry, uh I first of all th- I'm glad that Ben's said this. I mean they have since that uh, they don't work with them anymore. Um yeah that's but good. I don't good think response. the reviews of Days Gone were bad. <laughs>
0: well like that's the thing too like it like it was to my understanding it wasn't a bad game it's not a bad game it's just like and 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 fine right like like so what the, like a 77 for days gone
1: is a 771 on ps4 with a user score of 8.4 so to me, that's the. I that, like it as a game developer. That's the thing that I think is the most important. How many games get reviewed bombed by people, um, and they have like a disproportional lower um, yeah. score than the Metacritic score? This one, they have over ten thousand ratings, user ratings, that rank it at an eight point four, and. I don't know. I think I, I yeah. think it's a complete misreading um, by a piece of shit, and I'm glad that Sony Ben's have separated separated them from that, um, <laughs> because I think the game is a good game. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but you know what? It has nothing to do with the fact that people care about other people and are "quote unquote" woke. And
0: then that's the thing, right? Like, fuck off, man! <laughs> like, like, oh, like as soon as you. Like, I guess it's good that that was the last thing you said because now it's like, oh, very clear that you're a weirdo. Um, but I don't, he's just it's gross, weird. So there you go. Uh, that's it for the news. Justin, it's going a little long. I just want to say, I said at the top God of War Ragnarok.
1: It's a very good game. Okay, good. That, that was that going I like. Okay, I was gonna. I one. was gonna ask you that, and and I think I've this decided because this is not our, our our spoiler filled review. Why? Yeah.
0: Um. I think that the first one is. I don't think this is bad, but I think that the first one to me is a lot of setup, and it works on its own. Like if they never made a sequel to it, it's still a good game because there are payoffs to everything, but. The second game to me is all payoff. That's really sad. Like all really satisfying payoffs. Does that make sense? Uh, And and that's not to say that the first game isn't good or or doesn't stand on its own. Like I said, like there are setups and payoff in that game. But it is one of those games that I, when I played it earlier this year, thought was I was more interested to see where it is going. And luckily, God of War Ragnarok says, "Here's where this is going and yeah. where it's going." Um, Combat-wise,
1: do you like this Does or it the first sense? better?
0: Uh, it's an impossible question because they're the same. <laughs> uh, I yeah, like—I don't know. They're, like, they're, it's just the same, right? Like, so neither uh, the spear is cool that you get. Like, uh, is that a spoiler? It's been out for a while, and it's not a huge spoiler. Like. That's cool. I like the moment. It's it's not as good of a moment as when he goes and gets the blades like that. It was not as big of a change up as when he gets the blades in the first I, one. I would argue but that but it's like,
1: different. I don't know if it's same. necessarily better. Um, I think having a third option of weapon changes things up a little bit. Um, I also think the general arena setup that they have sure. is a little bit more vast and open than the first game. I think there is a wider amount of uh, enemies that you fight, and yeah, I think yeah. the boss encounters are done much better and more frequently in this game. I would
0: agree with that, that the bosses are way better. Uh, and yeah, so I guess you're right. I guess I was thinking of just like mechanically what it was. And yeah, I do appreciate having the spear, although it does, I think you technically have three options in the first game. Uh, the ax, the blades and your fists, the fists aren't as detailed as the ax and the blades are. Um, right. But like, um, so this, I guess gives you a fourth option, but yeah, I like the the combat encounters are, are way better. I would agree. Um, the bosses are way better. The things that they do with the bosses are better. Like they repeat bosses far less, um, yeah. Cool. So, so I guess, yeah. Yeah. This
1: one. yeah I, I, but I also think you're not wrong in terms of like the general, like hitting the buttons and doing the things is pretty darn similar to the first one.
0: Yeah. And I think just like the game, the characters in this, my fate, I think Odin is probably my favorite character from this year. Like what a damn good performance and a great interpretation of this character um, that I, I, like, I just can't get enough of every time he was on screen. I was like more like, please more, more, I want this more. Uh, and Thor, too, I felt like he was a little bit underutilized for how good he was. It made sense that the story wasn't about him. You know, he's just sort of a, a side character, especially because we spent more time with Kratos and crew than in Asgard. But like he, I thought, has a great performance and what like what a stellar character. I don't know, like they just they expanded the number of characters in the way that like it could have gone poorly if they were worse written and worse. Like the performances were worse, but like damn I, I
1: thought it was a just an all around knockout hit for me. I would say for me, um, I I would have to at least play part of God of War twenty eighteen again. But I think I appreciate the the scope of twenty eighteen more than this one. Um, and I think ultimately, the the more characters and the more things in this one doesn't necessarily make it better to me. Um, And I think I have Mm -hmm. been dulled on this one because I've had another course of a really good meal when I've already still had my other one that I'm still full on. And I think that's why I'm not as hot on it as I should be. Um, And I don't know what would make that different. I don't think waiting longer for this game to come out would have made it different. Um, I think this is just stuff I have to personally deal with. (laughs) Um, But it didn't change me. Did, it didn't change me it didn't like impact me the same way the first one did and i still think for the time when it came out it was a better experience for me 2018 versus uh ragnarok
0: sure no i think that makes sense um i i felt like the this game had a lot more life being breathed like i guess it's just because there's there were more characters there's just like more people talking at all times um which can be a good or bad like for me that was good i thought that the writing was was top notch you know um so that like when you were exploring the environments and stuff, there was always something going on. Although I guess that wasn't the first one too, but I really like that first one. Like, I think that goes without saying, but, um, and I do appreciate the simpler story of just like, go here and do this. Like that's the story, right? Whereas this is like, um, it's kind (laughs) of complicated.
1: Ass game.
0: Good ass game. Good game. Yes. Agreed. If you want to hear more about our thoughts on God of War, go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon. Become a deluxe podcast producer, just like Jane just like Dave Parker. $3 a month. And hey, if you just want to hear the God of War spoiler cast, just do one month. Put, put $3 in our pocket. We'll make us buy a new microphones. Help us put food on our table for our families. That $3 goes a long way. Um... It's like three eighty dollars a pound of jelly beans at the Woodman's across from my house. You're by a Woodman's? That's... It's not bad. I'm, I'm uh, spitting distance Damn. to the Woodman's. <laughs> and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there you go. Uh, go ahead and, and hop on over to that. For that, we're going to be talking about all of the juiciest details from the plot. Hey, thanks so much for listening. We know it was a long one, but we just got so much to say. So many games. So many things are happening. Uh, we'll be... We'll talk next week about... Um, what our plans are for our Game of the Year show, and we're gonna see if we can't convince those guys at Button Mashing One Hundred and One to collab with us to do another long ass Game of the Year show. Until then, always remember, old games
1: are old. Bye. Bye.